0: Welcome, welcome, Revolutionary Televised Podcast, Episode 5. I just wanted to jump in really quick to talk about the elderly woman um, that was attacked in the Bronx on a train, number two northbound train in the Bronx, um, at about 2 a.m. Many of you saw that video, and um, rightfully so, many people were very outraged. Me, personally, I could not watch a full video. As soon as I saw the first kick, Um, to grandma's face, I said, no, I'm not going to watch this. I'm not going to put this type of, um, depravity in my subconscious. Right. Now I'm just here to address one thing. The narrative from that 10 second clip quickly turned into, um, a situation of black women are not protected right? And, you know, black man against black woman on social media. And when I get more facts about the situation, um, that was not the case, right? It was just not, it was not about the black man, not protecting the black woman and all of that. It was about pure mental illness, depravity, um, and self hate, right? The guy, his name is Ortiz. He's 36. He's from Yonkers. Um, He was on the train with his fiance and his 11-year-old daughter. The elderly woman who was kicked in the face, 78-year-old woman, um, was homeless, and she was on the train. And just having been on the train often growing up in New York, um, I immediately probably figured that she might have been homeless. Um, just based on the time that she was on the train and the number of bags that I saw that she had um, on on the train and her age, right? Because it's odd for a 78, year, excuse me, a 78-year-old woman to be, um, you know, out and about at that time unless she is not in her correct mind, right? So the narrative right before the 10-second clip that we saw um, that enraged, everybody including me was that the woman the elderly woman was threatening the 11 year old daughter of the man okay and he was there with his fiance and his child other people on the train corroborated what the family said um and i'm reading from the report right now so if it sounds like i'm reading it's because i am This is them recounting the event. They say, as soon as my daughter lays down, the lady goes, referring to the elderly woman. Oh, what are you doing? So Mark goes to her. Mark is the guy who kicked her and says, excuse me. He turns to her and says, ma'am, I'm not bothering you. I'm not trying to do anything to you. We're just trying to get home. My daughter is trying to sleep. And she goes, the woman, the elderly woman, oh, I don't care. I'll punch her in the head. After a short heated exchange, Cox said the trio moved to a different seat, but the woman threatened again. She goes, I'll stab you. I'll kill you. And he, the the man who kicked her, goes, who are you talking to? Because there's nobody there. Nobody's over there. And, you know, the woman, the guy's fiance is saying, first of all, I'm getting upset. And he... My fiance sees me getting obsessed, so he says, babe, calm down. Cox said that as she, Gomez, and her daughter got up to leave the train, the woman said, oh, yeah, I'm going to stab you, and she had a sharp object in her hand. And then after, and thereafter, that's when you saw the video of him brutally attacking the elderly woman, um, you know, which enraged everybody. So... What I'm here to talk about is that how, you know, it's very important to get all of the facts, all of the information before, um, you know, attacking each other on social media and all of that. And when I say that, in no way am I excusing, condoning, or supporting the disgusting, brutal attack of that elderly woman, right? What I'm saying is that it was not a situation of, Um, you know, just a black woman not being protected. It was a situation of mental illness meets mental illness. This woman is homeless and is clearly, you know, hostile and talking to herself. And I've experienced that on the train before. Like, you know, to be honest, when I did ride the train, a lot of homeless people will come on the train and people will just like scatter because it wouldn't smell good. You know, and I don't like bad smells at all, but I would just sit there because I don't want to, you know, make them feel bad, you know, and all of that. And a couple of times you've had people just talk craziness to you on the train, like, you know, just be like, oh, you know, what the fuck you're looking at, bitch, I'll kill you. And it's up to you to discern whether that person is a threat or whether that person is mentally ill and can you avert the threat. So it looked like they tried to avert the, the threat. Move to a different seat, and, you know, the woman kept carrying on. Now, it's our job as people who experience colonization, slavery, and everything after that to recognize that 100% of the time when you're dealing with each other, more than likely you're either dealing with somebody that's A, not dealing in the correct mind, or B, trying to hold it together. But they're one negative interaction away from just snapping, right? It was about mental illness. The attacker did not observe that he was dealing with somebody that was not mentally well. He took it as a threat to his family, a threat to his daughter, and he snapped. Okay? If the woman took whatever object she had in her hand and stabbed the daughter, stabbed the wife and the guy stood by the opposite narrative would be that this guy allowed this crazy homeless woman to attack his daughter and his wife and black women are not protected. Any extreme action taken in either direction would have put him at fault. Okay. So We have to be careful before we go out there with these narratives that cause more division among the gender between us. We have to be careful because it was not so much the case about, you know, a black woman not being um, protected because he felt like that's what he needed to do in that moment. You know, although it was wrong, although it was brutal and excessive and unnecessary, The underlying and the overarching issue here is understanding that many, many times when our people are talking crazy, someone appears to be threatening, that that person might be mentally ill. We have normalized mental illness in our community because there's so many of our aunts, uncles, relatives, friends, whoever, you know that they're crazy. You know that they talk craziness. But you don't take them serious. But when they go outside, nobody knows that. So I'm just saying this to extend that to our people, unless it's an immediate threat, unless somebody has a gun to your your head or something. Recognize that we're dealing with generations and generations of unresolved trauma. And when our people talk to you like that, take pause, take a step back, remove yourself from the situation and understand that it is not about you it is not personal this person may not be dealing in their right mind okay and now we have this whole situation where where, you know this man is gonna go to jail um you know as he should because he's not aware of that and he felt threatened or whatever he felt like his family was being threatened 100% of the time when you go out and you deal with Black people and they're being rude, they're being hostile, take pause. Understand that you're dealing with somebody that's probably under stress or coming from a place of trauma. I said 100% of the time. Unless your life is in complete danger, take pause. Okay, because there's no reason that, you know, we should be attacking elderly women on the train. Okay, and there is no reason that, you know, this narrative came out that black women are not being protected when the true narrative is that black people need mental health, care. Him and the lady, because that's not normal and sane behavior. I'm not just talking about grandma talking to herself, threatening to stab and kill people. I'm talking about him, too, because he was clearly in a place where he was trying to hold it together. He did try to avoid it, and then he lost it. And I have said before that no nation building should take place until we have mass rehabilitation of our people. We keep underestimating the effects of colonization, the effects of slavery, and everything after that. Mass rehabilitation people are just trying to hold it together barely and that was that's really the, the the lesson from that interaction of our elder being attacked like that okay like honestly I had to take a picture last night for one of my friends because I'm sitting up here texting her and we're talking and I'm like girl, there's two old ladies um, I' probably post a the picture there's two old ladies outside in the street they have walkers <laughs> it sounds crazy they have walkers talking about fuck you and your father fuck you and your father and it felt so personal you know and they're cursing out these young people two old ladies at like 1 a.m and walkers outside acting up you think that's mentally sane behavior why is grandma outside cursing out people you know and what if that person that's getting cursed out just lost their job you know, it's going through something, some systematic oppression or some microeconomic stress, and they snap and they black out on grandma. You know, that's how these things happen. So that's just all I'm making this podcast about is that we need to completely, completely take stock of how much trauma affects us mentally, and mental health, it can push you off the edge. And when you go outside and when you deal with your people, unless you're in that type of danger, take pause and take caution and don't take it personal. Thank you for listening.